to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I am your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. So one of the consistent topics that I see come up in Clubfoot groups and just that I get questions about personally is how to keep your cutie from trying to get out of their boots and bar. I think this is definitely child dependent too. I don't um, want to pretend like because we haven't had issues with that as readily and I'm going to give you the things that I think have helped us, that that doesn't mean that uh, you may not face a different type of child or um, a, that everybody's just different. And so that's where I want to tell you the things kind of like Basically, all the episodes that I do is I'm going to tell you what worked for us and what I think helped us, but with the knowledge that you're keeping in mind that maybe you need to adjust your thinking or what works for you based on your child and what is working for you and your dynamic. So I remember all the way back when she was diagnosed and I was still pregnant with her and I was had so much anxiety about how she would be able to sleep in her boots and bar. Um, I remember just feeling like I couldn't wrap my brain around the fact that my child was going to have to sleep with like boots and a bar separating her feet. Like I just, it was really hard for me to conceptualize that. And I think part of it's because I'm a real sensitive sleeper. Um, I've struggled with insomnia for years and the idea of like having to add another layer of something for me just added even more anxiety. Like thinking, gosh, I have a hard time just sleeping in general, let alone having to sleep in a we- in a weird or different position because I have these like boots and a bar strapped to my feet. So I remember feeling a lot of anxiety about that and I worried that how would I be able to keep her in them? Like, so she has sisters and her sisters were like three and and five at the time that I, that she was diagnosed. And so for me, I would always look at them and think like, oh my, like, how am I supposed to keep? boots and bar on this on these like toddlers for such a long period of time it was really I don't know I just I had a hard time thinking like how are how is she going to sleep when she's a toddler so it wasn't just about the cast or when she was a baby sleeping but what is she going to be like when she is a toddler and our cutie really has never attempted to take her boots and bar off by herself um she has messed around with them. She's kind of like woken up. She's an earlier riser than the rest of us. So um, she will have some time in her room before the rest of us are awake. And there have been times where the longer she's kind of in there, kind of messing around, that she would then be curious about her boots and that sort of thing but she's never actually actively attempted to take them off by herself and here are the things that I think that we've done for us personally that I think have helped with her not removing her boots and bar or really fighting it we've also never really encountered her 
fighting to put her boots and bar on. We've had a few times where she's like, no, I don't want to put my boots on over, I mean, I, I think there's a handful of times um, over five years or four years, right? Like, so that's not a long, that's not a lot of times considering the amount of times we have put them on. But most of those times, I think were more about not wanting to go to bed and the boots represented bed. So I especially notice that when she's overly tired. On the days where she has missed a nap or she um, didn't get as good of sleep or something that made her overly tired, the fighting would be a bigger deal then. But again, I really feel like it was more about her fighting bedtime than it was about her fighting her boots and bar. So here are the things that I think helped us from the start. Number one, and I say this to everybody all the time, is consistency. I like really think this is the key, and it's been the key for us from the beginning with Boots and Bar, is being as consistent as you can be when they are little and they are in 23-hour wear and they are in that graduated schedule for the first year of their life. The more consistent that you can be with the Boots, the, me- the message that's going to be received from the child is that they need to wear their boots while they're sleeping. I think one of the reasons that it is 23 hours is because it's really hard to navigate when the child is asleep during that age um, developmentally. And so what we're trying to do is ch- teach our cuties to be able to sleep in the boots and bar long term. So I mean, you've probably heard me say it a million times, but I think consistency, I think, has been a big deal for us. We've been really consistent from the very beginning. And luckily enough, we haven't had to face anything. And I'm actually very grateful about that. We haven't had a hand, foot, mouth issue where she had blisters on her feet and she couldn't wear the boots. Or she's had a blister or an ulcer that prevented her from wearing them. So obviously those things are medical things that you're going to have to work with your medical team on to figure out what and how long um, your child should be out of their boots, right? But I think the more consistent you can be, from the very beginning is setting you up for long-term success. So it's not that my, I feel like my baby knew what was happening. It was more about my determination to ensure that I was doing everything possible to adhere to the bracing schedule and also set her up for success for herself. Like it just became known that When she was in her sleep spot, she was wearing her boots and bar. And that's a thing to this day. I do wonder if maybe when we transition out of boots and bar that she's going to struggle because she doesn't know anything different. And I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So I think consistency is a big deal. Um, I, I always remember one night when my husband was putting our daughter to bed and I don't know, the boots were somewhere else. Sometimes we took the boots off in various places depending on when people were sleeping. And um, and she yelled down the stairs and she was like, mom, where's my boots and bar? And my husband and I were just like, that was without any preempting. Like she just knew it's time for bed. And mom, where's my boots? I need to put my boots on because I have to go to bed. Like she knew it was bedtime. And so I think she was only, 
and she might not have even been two at the time. So she really had to understand, she understood uh, cognitively that when she went to bed, that's what she wore. And kind of felt like we were just in shock and we still say that to each other, like kind of on offhandedly is where's my boots and bar? Because it just was such a moment for us that we were like, okay, all of the all of the diligence, all of the times that we put in are paying off. That consistency is paying off because she really does understand that when she goes to sleep, she wears her boots and it's not a big deal for her. It, that's just what is. Um, I think another big thing for us was she had limited, we tried to limit her access to the boots and bar. Sleep sacks have been her best friend from the beginning. So we were in a swaddle, like I said, like I've said previously, we were in the M-Bay swaddle. I loved that. But, uh, and her legs were out during the first part of Boots and Par. But when we moved out of swaddling, so when her hands then became accessible, that's when we moved into some sort of sack, whether that was the Halo sleep sack or the Zipty Zip. I liked the Zipty Zip because her hands were still kind of in they were still enclosed, but had some room for movement. So she was in that for a long time. And I think my thought process behind that was that she just never, it was one more deterrent to keep her from being able to mess around with her boots and bar. And I think for, honestly, it helped me sleep better. It helped me sleep in more in the morning because I knew even if she was up before me, there was at least one layer of deterrent before she could really access and try to really mess with her boots. So that was another thing that honestly we still use to this day. It's become part of her routine and I think she just doesn't, that's just what she wears at night with her boots and bar. There have been times where we've taken it off due to um, whether we thought it was too hot or if we, um, you know, if it got soiled or something of that sort. But most of the time, she's got her sleep sack on. Um, another big one for me, which was bigger for me than it was for my husband, was taking her boots on. So putting her boots on and taking her boots off was a clear mom and dad or dad job. Like I didn't, I felt like as she got older and she started to be more, you know, autonomous and I want to do it. I want to do it by myself. I want to do, you know, they go through that and they want to do everything on their own. So the boots and bar is no different. They're going to want to have some sort of access to that and be able to go, okay, I want to do it. I want to learn how to put them on and take them off. And I don't know whether this really helped or not, but I just had this like idea that like if I teach her and allow her to help, even though that could, you know, make her part of the process, it was also, was it teaching her something I didn't want her to know how to do? I didn't want her to know how to take them off. I didn't want her to know how to put them on. I mean, I don't think she really could effectively put them on, but I didn't want her to know how to do that because I felt like if she knew, and this is just part of knowing your child, right? And this is part of me knowing her. If she knew how to do that, she would do it and she would practice it and she would keep doing it. And I just didn't want it to become a thing. And so from very early on, I was like, 
no, that's a mom job. Those are mom, those are mom dad jobs. But, you know, I mean, she's still a toddler. She's not a robot or, um, so she, she's not just a doll that I'm putting something on. So she is growing and changing and wanting to be a part of it. And so I tried to choose things that she could do. So what were the things that she, I felt comfortable with her being a part of that were part of the boots and bar, but maybe not about putting on or taking off. Um, I was pretty strict. I really didn't let her help take any part of the boot off. I didn't want her to learn how to unstrap them anything, even to this day. I will let her take her socks off though. So I take the boots off and she takes her socks off. And when we're putting the boots on, I will, this is kind of hard to explain auditorily, but I will strap the boot and kind of tuck it through that other buckle because we use obviously the Mitchell Ponsetti boot. And um, so we kind of tuck it through and then I let her pull the strap all the way through for each of the buckles if she wants to, if she's interested in doing it so that she still feels like she gets to do some part of the buckle, but she isn't learning like how to like actually buckle it. She's just pulling the strap through after I've already gotten it in place. I also, when she was using the foot glide daily, I would let her put the foot glide on the top of her foot before um, before we were putting her sock on, just because it gave her, I felt like it was something that she could effectively do. And I would let her also pull the sock down over the top of the boot. So our socks are taller, so they're like knee length. So they're taller than her AFO. And so we pull the top part of it over the top of her boot. So I will let her do that as well. And um, if she's wanted to, I'll let her help me click in the bar to the boots because we put her boots on and then click the bar on. So we put them on individually and then click the bar in after. So I let her do some things because then that allows her to still feel like she is a part of it, but she doesn't um, necessarily know all the ins and outs of doing it. So those are the things that I let her help with. And I also let her choose the color of her boots, right? Um, as she's gotten older, we've decided to do the custom colors. And so I let her have a choice in what her boots look like so that she's a part of it. I also let her choose her own pajamas, like uh, much to my chagrin a lot of the time. Uh, but I let her choose them because that's another choice that she can make. And I also do distraction videos. So at night, we have decided that to put the boots on and deter from meltdowns and um, is that we will let her watch either like a super simple song or Coco Melon or something that's quick and easy and musical for her to listen to and watch while we're going through the whole stretching boots and bar that whole thing routine so she also gets to choose which of those she would like to watch while we're going through the process so I do let her try to choose the things that I feel comfortable with her choosing in lieu of her really being able to mess around with the boots and bar so like I said, I think that this helped us. I don't know if it will be helpful for other people moving forward, but it's just something that we found helpful was to not let her really 
learn how to do it and make it clear that, that, that there were some jobs that she could do and there were some jobs that were really only mom and dad. And um, as in a previous episode, bedtime routine. We always were big bedtime routine people. And I do think that helped with the consistency with her. I think it helped her understand that the boots and bar were something that she needed to wear at bedtime and it was just part of her nightly routine. As much as I wish that there were nights where I'm like, I'm so tired, I do not want to do this. I don't want to put on the boots. I just, you know, want my kid to be able to go to bed like a normal kid. But then I remind myself that um, neither of my other girls who are typical are normal and their bedtimes can be very quite extensive and they don't wear a medical device at bed. So when I start to find myself going like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like I'm, this is a lot of work and it is a lot of work. I'm not going to deny that. But I think that kids in general general are a lot of work and it just it's kind of a pick your poison sometimes sometimes things are more work than other things and um, in this instance bedtime is just a longer process for us and we know that and we kind of build into it so those are the things that we really did to help that I think helped us. Uh, I do encourage you guys, as I do with every podcast, to try to find things that work for you guys, to think about it. I think just thinking about upfront what you can do to kind of set your guys up for success long-term. Like, let's be frank, clubfoot treatment and bracing is not a short amount of time. It's not a couple months or even, frankly, a couple years. It's four to five years of your child's life that you... Um, I think have some ability to kind of set yourselves up for success in certain aspects of it. And these were the things that I think helped us. So hopefully you'll find something within here that will help you as well. And of course, I would love to hear if there are other people out there that have things that they think have really helped their child um, not fight the boots and bar or be able to take their boots off. Um, So if... If you do have suggestions for that, you can always contact me. And as always, thanks for listening. And if you found this helpful, please share or subscribe to the podcast. And if you need to get a hold of me or have any tips or tricks for me, please email me or you can contact me at MaureenHoff.com and through my Instagram account at Clubfoot Chronicles Mom. Until next time.